Send me some loving, then tell me no lie. Throw the gun in the gutter and walk on by. Wake up, little Susie, let's go for a drive. Cross the Trinity River, let's keep hope alive. Turn the radio on, don't touch the dials. When David Bowie died, he left us with Black Star. When Leonard Cohen died, he left us with the album Thanks for the Dance. On Friday, Bob Dylan has gave us Murder Most Foul. It's great art born of a situation, a situation of uh, extremes, really. Terrible life and death-defining situations. Murder Most Foul is a 17-minute narrative, a series of word photographs, storytelling at its most abstract and, I believe, best. But it's not a conventional response to our current situation. It focuses on the death of John F. Kennedy in 1963, not the current pandemic. That is the challenge for photographers now, to respond with imagination and creativity to the situation that we find ourselves in. Welcome to A Photographic Life. The first special, I suppose, that we've ever done outside of our regular weekly Wednesday podcast postings. But at this time, it seemed appropriate to put something else out there. And I think also I was kind of spurred on by the incredible amount of initiatives that are being undertaken by the photo community in particular to help to support and to encourage. Of course, there's all sorts of things going on at the moment, but we're primarily about photography and photographers. So let's focus on that, shall we? What's been so fantastic for me is that over the last few months or year, I suppose, that I've been doing this podcast, I've been calling out for people to take up the baton to do things uh, to put on talks and put on uh, podcasts and live events and discussions and to put to make them available to people for free i believed it was possible i believed it could be done and i believed it was important to do over the last couple of weeks so many people have been doing it it's just really heartwarming and i really hope that when we get to the point where we return to whatever is the new normal, that um, such uh, initiatives will continue. I know that I'll certainly be continuing with everything that we do here at, on the podcast and with the United Nations of Photography. To me, it's important to care and to share. I hope that you all feel the same. Um, I've been involved in a number of uh, online discussions, meetups, and I've been offering people support and help with their portfolios primarily, and also their websites. If anybody listening to this podcast feels that they'd like similar kind of uh, feedback, or what I like to call feed forward, then um, please email me uh, via the website, via unitednationsofphotography.com, and I will do my very best to get straight back to you. By the name, by the way, I should say, I very rarely mention who I am, but my name's Grant Scott, so just send your email to Grant, and um, I'm the person who's going to get it. 
and I'll be the person who gets back to you and um, offers you that little bit of extra support perhaps that may be required in these dark times. A couple of weeks ago I came across an article in the New Yorker uh, magazine online. Um, it was a body of work created by an American photographer and it was all about her parents and it was about saying goodbye. I don't want this, uh, this special to be too maudlin. I'd like it to be positive as always. But um, because of my current situation with my parents and, you know, this is a photographic life. So life is as important to me in everything we deal with on this podcast as photography. And uh, my mother is particularly ill. Um, my father um, just survived cancer, as people listening to the podcast from the beginning will know. Um, and in fact, over the last week, my eldest daughter has been uh, uh, recognised to have the symptoms of coronavirus, and so has my brother. So, you know, life and family, they really are everything, aren't they? But anyway, so I saw this body of work by this... Um, this female photographer and um, it really touched me and, and I really felt that I wanted to put her contribution to the podcast on this particular episode because I felt it was, it, it was relevant, it was important and um, I hope and I think perhaps it will really touch a nerve with a lot of you. Anyway, who, is, who am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about Diana Dykeman. Um, she was born in 1954 in Sioux City, Iowa, and she received a BS in biology in 1976 and a master's in management in 1979 from Purdue University. And she's currently an instructor at the University of Missouri. Diana has worked as a freelance photographer since 1986. And her work appears in the collections of the Aaron Siskind Foundation, the Center of for Creative Photography in Tucson, Arizona, and the Museum of Contemporary Photography, Chicago, amongst many others. She received an Aaron Siskin Foundation Individual Photographers Fellowship in 1996 and has widely exhibited her work, including at San Francisco Camera Work, the Dolphin Gallery, Kansas City, Gallery 1401 in Philadelphia, the Contemporary Museum, Baltimore, the Rogers Gallery, Columbia, and the Society for Contemporary Photography Gallery in Kansas City. Her book, which features the work I'm talking about that I saw in The New Yorker, Leaving and Waving, 90 Goodbyes, was shortlisted in the 2020 Mac First Book Award. Hi, Grant. This is Deanna Dykeman, and I've been thinking about your question, what does photography mean to me? It's meant many different things at different times of my life. And it's been a bit of a journey, I think, for me to get to where I am today. When I was a little girl, I followed my dad around with a little brownie camera. And I did what he did. I took pictures of the family events like Christmas and birthdays and vacations. When I got my first job and made some money out of college, I bought myself a 35 millimeter Minolta SLR and I checked out a book from the library and I learned how to use that camera. And I think for the most part, I wanted to take pretty pictures of pretty things. And I forgot about 
the families and the birthdays. And I wanted to use photography as a way to photograph and explore the world. So I went to Aruba and photographed the beaches there and in Bali. And I photographed the temples in Burma. And I went on safari in Africa. And I kind of took pictures of things and places. A few years after that, I took a college-level photo class, and the instructor um, knew that I was a little bit older than most of the students there and very interested in photography, and he brought me a stack of books from the college library. And Now, there was no internet or Instagram, so if you wanted to look at photos, you had to either look at a book or you had to see them in a gallery or a museum. So I looked at these books, and... One of them was uh, Stephen Shore's Uncommon Places. And I remember stopping on the page where he shows his pancakes in a breakfast in a little cafe and just kind of being astonished that a book of some guy's breakfast, uh, I'm sorry, a picture of some guy's breakfast was in a book. And um, I looked at William Eggleston and the photograph of the tricycle in the driveway and Emmett Gowan and his pictures, black and white pictures of his family. And I thought, why did they put these things in a book? These are, um, these were important enough to them that they saw something more. And I started to understand that a photograph could transcend its subject matter and become something else. So I decided I didn't need to go to the Taj Mahal. I could um, think about my own neighborhood, my house, my family. Those things were all interesting to me, and that's what I wanted to work on and show, and that's what I had to say. So in some ways, I kind of went full circle um, from what I did as a little girl, and I was back to photographing my own world. Since um, my Leaving and Waving series was published in The New Yorker a few weeks ago, um, the photographs that I took of my parents waving goodbye to me in the driveway have been seen much more. And I've truly been amazed by the phone calls and emails and Instagram messages that I've gotten. And people talk about their parents and their grandparents and what my photos meant to them. Um, I got an email one morning. I opened it up from someone I don't know, and and she said, it's 3 a.m., and I'm crying. I just saw your photos of your parents waving goodbye to you. So I think right now I'm thinking if I can take my sadness and I can put it into a photograph and that causes someone else to cry, then photography is really a way for me to communicate some of my most fundamental thoughts about what it means to be human, um, to live our everyday lives, to love the loss and sorrow and joy that comes with it, and kind of to show the bittersweet moments of everyday life. So that's where I am now. That's what photography means to me. Thank you. Thank you, Diana. Um, I think it sums it up, doesn't it? I think that's where we are. I think that's where we are with family and community. And I hope that, um, again, you don't need me to kind of point stuff out um, in what Diana was saying there, which is so obvious, really, that idea of you don't need to travel 
perhaps to um, create great work and what we should perhaps be doing at this time is using our creativity, using our imagination, using all of those skill sets that we have to um, progress our work and, and to keep us feeling as if we're moving forward. Because when we do come to the end of this, we're going to be looking back on this work. And there is no doubt that um, it's going to be important in so many ways as historical document, but also as a, as a form of, I suppose, healing for some people, um, a, a process of being and a process of doing. Uh, that's the point of this podcast, really. This special episode was for me just to... Um, I suppose, really, act as a bridge, act as a conduit there for Diana's message to ensure that um, we all hear something that has such clarity and such clarity of purpose um, that could perhaps help. Anyway, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, there are so many people out there I know who listen to this podcast who are doing really great stuff. So I'm going to really look on social media and find that supportive network um, and try not to get um, absolutely kind of swamped with information of everything else that's going on. Um, really, here in the UK, I'm just at the end of the first week of uh, the enforced uh, isolation, and um, I'm in a very lucky position. Um, I don't have a huge amount of concerns but I know a lot of people who I'm very good friends with who are freelancers and so forth, they have. So my best wishes, my best hopes, my prayers go out to all of you who are in difficult situations. And we don't really know what's going to happen over the coming weeks. The only thing I can say to you is that the coming Wednesday, we return to normal and the normal podcast will be there for you. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast. I hope it hasn't brought you down. I hope it brings you some sense of um, feeling not alone. That word isolation means so much, doesn't it? It has such power. But at the same time, I think we can turn it around. And I started this week with uh, Bob Dylan and um, that song. You may not be a fan of Bob Dylan. You may hate his voice. You may hate everything about him. Um give it a listen. It's free. It's available. And I think you might find it interesting. Um, I hope you do. I know for me, it moves me to tears. Anyway, until Wednesday, uh, a shortened podcast this week. But you know I'm going to say, just take care. Mm-hmm.